800 new beds. WTLA North Syracuse, WSGO Oswego, W249BC Mattydale, W261AC Oswego, WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Say hello to Floyd Little and Jim Brown, Sean Tucker in the orange record books with his fifth touchdown of the game. All across CNY. Keep the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's the 315. Hardy faking, face the crease, Jameson goes to He scores! Here's Brian Higgins. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you've all had a good weekend. Ready to roll here on a Monday in the Qs, Utica, Rome, wherever you might be, Liverpool, Manlius, Tully, wherever you feel like being on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome in today. It's no longer zero degrees and blinding snow. That was that was kind of wacky the last time we were together, huh? So uh, here we are. Nothing unusual happened at all after the game ended on Saturday. Nothing at all. Don't look behind door number two. Don't look behind door number two. Because, my goodness, we're about to do all of that again, aren't we? As we uh, roll along here on a Monday on the show. Uh, We're going to talk basketball. Maybe. Are we going to talk about the basketball? Dealer's choice. Listener's choice, I guess. Or are we going to talk about the extraneous basketball-related activities in regards to one 78-year-old Hall of Fame coach, Jim Beheim. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I can tell you who we are going to talk about basketball with, because I, I don't really think I'm going to be bothering. Is he the next head coach of the Orange? Associate head coach Red Autry with those questions at 2.30. Mm, yeah, don't think so. Not really feeling that today uh, with Red because uh, we can actually talk about the basketball uh, with him. But Red, it, it is now Monday. Red's been joining us every Monday during uh, this part of the season since conference play started since the new year, brought to you by Apex and 110 Grill and Destiny USA. And by every Monday, it keeps relocating itself because of uh, holidays and uh, game times and uh, whatnot. But I think, famous last words, I think now, As we are here looking at the schedule, there's a clear runway of Mondays for the remainder of February into March uh, that Red will be joining us every Monday for the remainder of the regular season. Brought to you by Apex and the 110 Grill at 2.30. And that is the plan uh, today and next week and the week after. No more big Monday games for the Orange this year. No more um, Tuesday road games, it doesn't look like. So uh, no weird travel to get in the way. We're we're locked and loaded with Red Mondays at 2.30. So that is the guest today. Phone lines are open, and boy, are they. Uh, you all have thoughts on a variety of topics of that, I am sure. And I am uh, glad to partake in your thoughts at 315-437-7644. That is 4ESPN44. Hop on. If you want to talk about the basketball game, the actual dribbling and the shooting and the defense and the passing and all that, that is welcome. If you want to talk about the non-basketball games part of our basketball weekend, also welcome. You can decide where we go. I am more willing and able and ready to talk about basketball or the other stuff. 
Because right now they feel like increasingly separate topics. Like usually they're intertwined in, in some way. Like at least the last few weeks, like our, our zany topic of the week is straying further and further from the court. Like going back a few weeks, like initial zany topic of the week is that Judah Mint should be straying further from the court. Well, that was at least based on basketball. And then, you know, we had uh, the, the press, press conference gate of last week that it at least jumped off based on, like, one of the basketball players, Benny Williams, who was not in attendance and now is reintegrated into the fold. And now I don't even know where we're going because it had zilch to do with the game on Saturday night, but it is out there. So what should we talk about today? Should we talk about Jim Beheim not retiring? And uh, airing out the laundry of Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami at all? Or should we talk about Syracuse beat Boston College 77-68? Should we talk about Jim Beheim and his conversation with Syracuse grad and lead ESPN college sports writer Pete Thamel? Or should we talk about that Jesse Edwards just scored his career high 27 points on the very court where he was injured and put out for the season last year? Or should we talk about Jim Beheim walking it back and putting out statements of apology? Or perhaps should we talk about Joe Girard, owner of Boston College? Now his last six games against BC is averaging north of 18 still after he put up 18 points in County Forum on Saturday. Or perhaps, should we talk about who is going to be the next Syracuse basketball head coach who may or may not be joining me today at 2.30 and may or may not be named Adrian Autry? Or should we talk about Judah Mintz? Hit the pine earlier in the game, was not playing great. Symir Torrance, we all love Symir Torrance. He came in for a while. And then Judah came back and he closed the game with a fury. My, was Judah good late? Late in the game, Judah was good. How about that? Is that allowed? Late in the game, Judah was good. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about last week's press conference about Benny Williams? Or should we talk about basketball player Benny Williams? Who actually, how about this, played You'll never guess where. In the basketball game on Saturday. Not much and didn't do much. Two points, no boards in seven minutes, but Benny was back. Like we can we can take it every which way. And you can see this, like a few weeks ago, our our up in arms topic of the week was related to like what actually happened on the court at the end of the basketball game. Oh my goodness, what is Judah doing at the end of the game? Oh my. And then it strayed further and further. It's, you know, Joe Girard, blah, blah. Last week it was a, a press conference question, but it was about a current basketball player, you know, and Benny Williams. And now we have the game and then the theater after the game. And essentially on Saturday, never the twain shall meet. Like, they're, they're diverging into the woods. It's getting weirder and weirder. I said this the other day. Like, there has been a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in Syracuse basketball in the last 10, 15, 20, 25, uh, 30 years that rise way above where the waterline is at right now as far as what just happened than what's happened here in the last few weeks. Like, 
probation the first time. The head coach has cancer. Bernie Fine. Fab Mello. Probation again. Like, there's a lot of crazy, wacky stuff that has happened involving this program over the years, and I'm leaving out a lot to what we've had the last few weeks. It's like, yeah, guys retiring. or Yeah, uh-huh. But it just feels like the last few weeks, the angst level and the excitement level or whatever you want to call it level has been uh, elevated like way, 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 way higher than it almost ever was for some like truly crazy, serious, big-time stuff. It's wild. It is wild. And it keeps diverging. Like we're talking about Syracuse basketball or are we? Or are we? And that's just kind of what it feels like here the last few weeks. It was a nice win for the guys uh, on Saturday. Give them that with the 77-68 win over uh, Boston College on Saturday. So I do promise we will get into all of that. But you know what? There, there is, there's always door number three. There is always door number three. There's, there's always something else to talk about besides the main things, right? And something else that could be equally entertaining and listening. You know what else also happened this weekend? You know what else also happened on Saturday? Gary Gate, year two, in charge of the... Lacrosse team. We can talk about lacrosse. You know who wants to talk about lacrosse and not the rest of the stuff? Wayne. Wayne's in the truck. Wayne, welcome in. Uh, you've actually picked dorm number three. You've picked something else to talk about, and we're, we're happy to talk about Lex with you. How are you doing today, Wayne? Oh, not bad, Brian. I, you know, I was I was really um, encouraged by what I saw yesterday. It was a very sloppy game, and you can tell the team's really young. Really young. But I think I think Joey Spolina is going to turn out to be just as good, if not better, than advertised. I think he was pressing a little bit yesterday, trying to live up to the hype. But that goalie, Will Mark, phenomenal, phenomenal, at least in game one. Uh, yeah, Wayne, I'll agree. And, you know, Spolina, you know, he was not great uh, on Saturday, you know, 15 shots. Like, that's expensive by any any realm. But, yeah, I think he'll settle into it. Like, everything I've heard about the kid, like, he's got it all. And, you know, maybe we didn't quite see it in game one, so hopefully that'll that'll get there. It's a lot to have to be that guy in, in game one. But you're right, Wayne. Like, Will Mark, and it stinks they only got him for this year. Because that game one performance, it's everything Syracuse was lacking last year at that end of the field, right? He he was out he was outstanding, and I I think right right like they don't win that game if he's not on the field uh, on the field this weekend. No, I don't think so either. Um, he might be he might be just what a young team needs to keep them in pretty much almost every game. I would think. Uh, yeah, and all great because it is it is a very young team. Like last year's team had had veterans, and you know you think about oh a guy like Tucker Dordovic leaves and how much that would be useful. But yeah, if you have a veteran uh, goalie who's communicating well, keeping a young defense in front of him organized, a wall, you know your star-studded offense figures it out. Like that's a good sign. It's going to get real. Uh, Maryland's uh, Syracuse is going to be at Maryland in less than two weeks, so stuff's going to get real, real quick uh, for this team. But you know, I, I think despite the tough schedule, right, uh, th- this is going to be a fun team to watch this year, and and hopefully, Wayne, we talk about transfer portal and all this stuff in basketball. Like the hope is this core is going to be together for four years, and you'll get a real shot to look at them. And on a slightly different note, uh, I went to the girls' game, the women's game yesterday too, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a fun game to watch. However. I don't know what it is. I found myself watching uh, Coach Leggett Jack, I think, more than I did the basketball going on. She is a fun person to watch. Uh, she is very uh, demonstrative on the sideline in, in many is. ways. Uh, much, like, I, I, much like her predecessor in many ways. That, and I, I really hope that didn't sound weird as it came out of my mouth. But, uh, uh, no, no. She is like, if you if you watch her, you know, and you can see it on TV too, like she... 
she, there's a lot going on with, with Felicia on the sideline. She's a very energetic human being, and she uh, she pours it out into the game. I think so. You know, it's uh, it's part it's part of the ticket price, right? You, you watch the game and you watch the coaches. You're watching the whole thing, huh? Yeah, that was great. All right, Wayne. Thanks for the call. Glad you enjoyed the Orange Sports uh, this weekend. That is uh, Wayne in the truck. Always good to hear uh, from Wayne. And, you know, we go on and on about Syracuse basketball, and we're glad to talk about it, 315-437-7644. But Wayne is right. There's plenty of other stuff this weekend, like DeAsia Fair scored her 25th career point, uh, most of them at Buffalo, but she's had plenty uh, this year. Felicia uh, Felicia's very animated on the sideline. That is a fact. That is a fact. So was the guy. No, I, I realized a lot of stuff happened, but uh, the the other guy before her was also pretty animated on the sideline. That's true. Deja's really good. So were some of the point guards before her. That Alexis Peterson was the ACC Player of the Year not that long ago. <clears throat> there have been others. There have been others. That's nothing against Deja, but uh, there uh, there have been some pretty good players. That Tiana Mogakaya, she uh, she was worth the price of a ticket. The Orange have been uh, very blessed in the point guard column in ACC women's basketball over the course of the last decade or so. And hopefully, on the lacrosse side of things, to get back to what Wayne was talking about, they will be once again blessed in the wearer of the double deuce. And hopefully, Joey Spelina will be that guy. It was a lot to ask him to be that guy in game one of the career. lot to ask to be that guy in game one. He was trying to be that guy, and perhaps I think that was some of the problem on Saturday. He was uh, he was overtly trying to be that guy. Gary Gates said it after the game. He's just got to take a breath. Take a breath. Albany Friday, Holy Cross Sunday. Quick turnaround there. Holy Cross isn't very good. Uh, Albany beat Syracuse last year in a rainstorm in Albany, so we'll see how that goes on Friday in the Dome. And then, oh boy, on the road at Maryland a week from Saturday. Holly is bringing things into the studio. Adrian Autry will be joining us at 2.50 today. Polly has handed me a note. It is a note. It says, red, busy, till 2.50. Updated rundown for the show. Adrian Autry will be joining us at 2.50 today. 2.50, not 2.30. Still brought to you by Apex on the 110 Grill in Destiny, USA. Regardless of when he is available... I look forward to chatting with Red later today. Uh, with that, we'll take a break. If you want to talk lax, happy to talk lax. If you want to talk women's soups, happy to talk women's soups. If you want to talk the actual basketball game that happened in Boston on Saturday, happy to talk that. If you want to talk about all the stuff that happened after the basketball game on Saturday, happy to talk about that as well. Topics galore on a Monday in the 315. Phone number is 315-437-7644. That is 4 ESPN 44. We'll take a break. Much more to come here today after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Oh, rolling along here on this... Monday afternoon, slight audible on the program. Adrian Autry will be joining us at 2.30, 2.50 today, not 2.30, 2.50, not 2.30. Adjust your afternoon plans accordingly. We will still be chatting uh, with Red later on this hour, just slightly later on this hour than originally planned. 
which is a-okay. We will uh, talk to Ren, get into the win against Boston College on uh, Saturday. And it was a win. The Orange basketball team did win their most recent game. That's good, I've heard. That is good news uh, to win their most recent game. And then uh, things went went off the rails a bit in the hallway between the locker room and the press conference room. And it it is a maze of hallways at Conti Forum, I'll have you know. It is oddly easy to get lost in Conti Forum's hallways. Like, confusingly easy to get lost. They, take, they, they turn in a lot of unexpected directions. Wild stuff. And uh, I, full credit to Conti Forum's people. They, they can turn that puppy into a hockey arena real quick. Neither here nor there, but uh, those guys are good. They can, yeah, much like the Dome, they can, they can turn it into a field and a court real quick. They can, uh, they can get ice out there. You can be skating real fast after the end of a basketball game. Anywho. Um, do we talk about the game? Do we talk about what happened after the game? The game? What happened after the game? What would you like to talk about? 315-437-7644. Let's hear from the guy that was involved in, uh, both. It's time to spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel of Bayheim. We're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning. How about we hear from Jim Bayheim both on the game and then... Not what he said after the game, but then what he said after he said after he said after he said what he said after he said after the game. Did I get that? These last few weeks have been confusing. Anyway, how about some Jim Beheim on Judah Mintz? Judah struggled early on Saturday, but boy, did he not struggle late. When he struggled, he struggled. The reason I took him out the last time, he didn't run back on defense. You know, I mean, that's a fundamental thing you got to do. And the other time I took him out, he didn't stop Langford. Langford drove the length of the court and made a layup. And he's worrying about something that happened on offense. And you, know, you, you can't make those mistakes. In some games when he struggled like that, he hasn't been able to go back in and play well. He went back in, he made two great, great passes and uh, got to the foul line and also hit that little corner jump shot. So, I mean, he really played well at, down the stretch after struggling. That corner jump shot, like he got baseline in a weird, like he got there weird, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like elevated, kind of squared his body in the air and made a nice shot. Like it wasn't a deep shot. That was a tricky play. Like he made it look easy. That was real tricky. That is Jim Beheim on the game. Here's Jim Bay on that after the game. When's he retiring? When's he not retiring? NIL, buying teams, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this morning was the ACC weekly uh, teleconference with all of the head coaches. As you might imagine, uh, Jim was asked about some of those things. Here he is from this morning on the NIL and the portal. Well, I think it's the portal and the, tra- and the NIL have had huge impacts. You're able to... Uh, uh, get players right away through the transfer portal. I think all the NILs that I know of, what I know of, are legal and within the rules completely, 100%. And it's, uh, you know, the way college basketball is going. Uh, I was just talking about that as I was walking from a press conference, after the press conference, to my locker room. And, uh, you know, that was, you know, it's... Uh, change college basketball you can turn around a team overnight or you can retain players and all that is part of the landscape of college basketball 
Uh, Jim indeed was talking about that after his recent game between the press conference and the locker room, again, in the weird maze of hallways of County Forum. Uh, what's the key to that whole thing? Ah, right, yes. Whom he was having the conversation with. That, yeah. There, there's talking and there's talking. When you're when you're just shooting the crap, yeah, you're talking. And realistically, like anything Jim said after there, I'm not here to disagree with any of it. Like Pitt's team's filled with transfers. Uh, say they bought it or whatever. Yeah, was NIL involved in getting those guys? To some extent, it had to be. That is what the game is now. That's not an accusation. It's a statement of fact. It's not even. It's not a bad thing. It's what they did to restock their roster this year. And it's working great. Good for them. Well, you know, I don't find it a, like a negative. Maybe, maybe he meant it as one or not. I don't know. Is Wake paying guys or not? I don't know. They got a lot of transfers. We know Miami's pay, paying Nigel Peck. Pardon me. Their bajillionaire booster is paying Nigel Peck. And uh, Nigel Peck scored 17 points in four and a half minutes in a game within the last week. So investment seems to be working. Like, uh, the delivery method of it uh, for Jim after the game Saturday was probably not ideal. The point, though, like, and Jim's mentioned it before, like the, the cost of players, NIL, that you needed to get for players in the portal last year when he was asked, you know, earlier this season, why they don't have any veteran guys, why didn't they get anyone in the portal? Like, the guys they potentially liked and what it would have taken to get said guys did not intersect in a way that would have worked for Syracuse this year. Well, whatever that meant for and Wake, Pitt, and Miami were the three that got caught in the crosshairs on this one. It did intersect. Whether that meant money or opportunity or whatever, it doesn't matter. It intersected in a way that it worked for them. But yeah, when... That is the conversation you have, not with your buddies, but with um, ESPN's lead national college sports writer, then other people get to hear what you said. And, you know, the comments that Jim is likely not retiring after this year, that, that may be earth-shattering to some. I'm not including myself in the sum. Because, I mean, it, had, it crosses all of your mind that um, he might retire after this year. I was never one to think that was going to happen. So I didn't find that as earth-shattering news. The only earth-shattering news that I found is that he actually said that out loud on the record. That's the part of the whole thing which kind of was like, okay then. Anyway, so Jim on the court, Jim off the court. How about that Jesse Edwards? You know where he is? He's on the court. You know what he did on Saturday? Career-high 27 points against his fellow Dutch big man, Quentin Post. Take that, Post. Here is Jim Beheim. A Jesse's big game. Well, you know, he's, uh, you know, Post is a physical player. He's a good player. And uh, I thought Jesse had him. He made some shots I haven't seen him make before. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Made a couple hooks and he, he, he played really, he was really, really good. Post is good. And when they had the miss, when he was out, we were able to find him. And we didn't move very well off Jesse. We need to move better off him. Um, we did, Chris got three open threes, and we got a couple other open looks, and just didn't make them. Yeah, with Jesse there, you know, back to the beginning there, he was doing some new and fancy things this game. I don't know if he was feeling a little, you know, something-something going against his boy from way back. They showed a picture on the ESPN broadcast from 
many, many years ago of Post and Edwards looking very youthful playing on the same team in the Netherlands. They also had, there was a, a guy much taller than either of them at the time that was in the middle of that picture. Who's that guy? Somebody sign that kid up. Or should we go back to hearing uh, Beheim about the non-game stuff? Here is uh, Jim on the role of boosters, R.E., Adam Weitzman and the like, in today's collegiate game. I said he hasn't given any players money before they got to Syracuse. He has engaged with some of our players, as have many, many others, um, with NIL opportunities. And that's perfectly within the rules, and I'm happy he's he and other people are doing that. He's not. There's many people that are engaged in the NIL for our program, and you know that is likely true. The the reason we talk about Adam Weitzman so much is because there's not eight million guys like that here. Other programs, like you look at SEC football programs, where they're in the big boy deep end of the pool with this stuff. There's so many Adam Weitzmans that you can't name them. That's why it's a whole different thing here. And to tie it all back to the idea of the transfer portal, and we've seen that. Like, we've seen recruits sitting courtside next to the guy that when they come to Syracuse is going to give them NIL money. And that is all, like, that is all within the rules, best we can tell right at this very second in life. Who knows? Years from now, if it'll still be within the rules. But right now, right here, right now, where we are, that is all very rule-abiding activity. And I think what Jim was attempting to say after the game is that that's what Pittsburgh did, you know, what Syracuse is doing with high school kids right now, and not just Syracuse, what everybody is doing, is how Pitt and the others, you know, restock their roster with the portal. Same thing in the portal. And... Let's make no bones about it. What Whatever the Orange roster is going to look like next year. And while, yes, we know literally everybody on the roster is eligible to come back next year. Let's all be big boys. Let's all be adults in the room here. And understand that that is not going to happen. Because that would be extremely unlikely. I'd love to be wrong, but come on now. And that for Syracuse to refill its roster next year, of which there's no freshman committed, that it will have to be through the portal. And in order to get guys from the portal that are worth what's that are worth the crap on the court to the level that Syracuse needs, let's all understand how the finances and transactions of that work here in the year of the NCAA 2023. Let's just all understand what it is. And that I don't think Jim was necessarily criticizing the schools that did it. Maybe he was. I don't. I, that was not my read. It's he was explaining that is why they did it. And very likely, Syracuse is going to be one of those teams that will have to do that this offseason. We'll see. We'll see. It's just crazy, like, how far apart the conversations are from literally the game till 10 minutes after the game. We're not talking about the same stuff. It is two completely different conversations that need to recombine in a meaningful way for the health of the team and the program going forward. With that, we'll take a break. Phone lines open, 315-437-7644. Love to chat with you about any or all of that. We can take a look back at our weekend picks. Solid weekend picks. 
solid week in picks. Mario's got a bone to pick with one of them, though. Mm. Tell you about that. And your calls. When we come back, Red Autry will join us at 2.50 today. 2.50 today for Red here on a Monday. Break now. More to come after this. It's QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is the 315 with Brian Higgins. You know it. Here we are. It is the 315. You know what? Our phone number starts with those numbers. Is that a coincidence? No. 315-437-7644. ESPN 44 of the digits. Um, just to, for people that don't understand how the phones work, you know, Jordan or whoever's out there, they pick up the phone, they, they, they ask you how you're doing, what your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about. And it's too bad our, our call screener doesn't have a, a feature in because he types it in, then it pops up on the screen in here, and we can we know who's going to be on the phone. That... Like, I feel like today, because there's a column you can write what they want to talk about, I, I wish that we could just leave Bayheim typed in there and then just fill out the rest. It would save time. Now, the program doesn't work that way. But, you know, just if you're... Call screening company people. If you're listening, it's a, it's at least like a $1,000 idea. million dollars seems a bit strong with that. Anyway, back to the phones. Drew in the queue so wants to talk about uh, Bayheim. Drew, welcome in. How are you? Hey, hey Brian. What's going on? I am good. I just want to say, like, it, to me, this is the this is really the problem with Jim now, and with him doing the things he's doing is we keep giving him a pass because you know, just like he said, I've always been this ornery or crotchety or whatever he said, you know, that he's always this way after a loss. Well, it, it's time that you you know what you're supposed to be a sophisticated man. You're supposed to be the coach. You're supposed to. Be, Set an example. If that's the way you're setting the example, what do you think the rest of your team is seeing? They're young kids. They see you acting the way you're acting to everybody. And I'm on the other side of it. I I do think he bullied that reporter. It it may not be a strong bully, but it it was bullying. He, He meant what he said. He said what he meant. You know what I mean? If it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it's a duck. And he's just been that way for now a few years. And it's to the point where it's time, It's time, Jim. You, you've had a great career. Don't Like I told uh, Brent, don't do something that you're going to regret. Don't say something that you're going to regret and it's going to tarnish everything that you did. So I just want to see him end gracefully and peacefully and let him go and, you know, right off into the sunset. You've had a great career. You've done marvelous things for this university. People do love him. Yeah, absolutely. People do love him. But right now there are people that are fighting to the other side of the fence that just don't feel that way anymore. They're tired of the antics and the, I'm miserable, um, you know, I, I get there's passion there, but it's going beyond passion. It's going to offensive at, at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was you, Drew, who called in last week on Brent or, or, or somebody, I forget who it was, it doesn't really matter, that made the, the comparison. Like, you don't you don't want to see it end for him like, you know, Woody Hayes or like Joe Paterno or... It was it, me, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, that, that was you I was listening to. I, I agree with you on that, and I'm not saying that's where it's trending, but... Like it, it, 
it only takes the one thing, right? True. Like it only takes the one thing. Like you, if you say the name Woody Hayes right now, more people are going to remember right the fact that he tackled somebody at a bowl game than than like all of the games and national titles and Heisman winners and all the stuff that he had. Absolutely, absolutely, and I just don't want to see that. The guy's been everything to this university, to this city. You know, he he deserves all the accolades that he gets, but don't ruin it. Don't push it too far and think you can, you're above everybody and you're going to get away with it because sooner or later it's going to come and bite you. All right, True, appreciate the call. That was a, 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 a reasonable call from True. Are, are, is that allowed to have a reasonable take on the situation? But it, it is interesting, and I'm not saying like that. You know, next week, like Jim's going to you know step on the on the court like against Duke and tackle Jeremy Roach. Maybe he will. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I was, I don't even know if I was born yet. When did the Woody Hayes thing happen? It was early eighties. So, you know, if I was born, it was barely, I forget if that was 80, 81, 82, whatever it was. Um, but did, did anyone think Woody Hayes was going to tackle a guy that day? And, Again, the Joe Paterno situation is uh, way harder to separate things based on how it all ended. Uh, I mean, that is too entangled. Setting aside, you know, the way it actually ended, but like there was some before the actual, actual ending and the Sandusky and all that stuff, like it was getting weird with Joe Pa. Like there was weird stuff happening and stuff you didn't want to have happening. So you don't want to have that. Like Bobby Bowden was the other end. Like, they, they just kind of, it fell apart. Like, the wheels fell off. They weren't winning anymore. Like, everyone's still like, Bobby, best I am remembering how that all went down. Speaking of the Orange being in, in Tallahassee in a few days. But it's uh, it's just weird. Like, what where, what do we make of it? What does it mean? Like, the, the fact that, like, wow, I can't believe, not that it was bad. Like, Jim Beheim talking about retiring or not retiring. Like, we can't be mad about that, right? That he said that to Pete Thamel? Like, people have been asking that question since I don't know when. I was a freshman in 2000 here. So, okay, this is, what year is it? It's 20, that would have been 22 years ago. It was the fall of 2000. So, Jim is 78 now. Let's see if we can do math. So, he would have been 56 years old. Did I do math right? He would have been 56 years old then. Not really at retirement age yet. And yet, then, people were at when's he retired? Well, now he actually says something out loud about it. Like, why do you say that? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's funny. Then the other stuff, like, and then in the same breath, just, look out, Pitt! Look out, Miami! Sorry, Wake. little collateral damage there, Wake. Now, I, I get it. It was phrased in a way that made it sound like he was saying they were all buying their players. And it sounds dirty and whatnot. I don't know if he meant it. To, I don't know what he meant. Uh, but they all have a bunch of grad transfers, or in Miami's case, like Nigel Peck, an impactful grad transfer, that we know exactly how much money he is making. He signed a two-year, $800,000 contract. That information is available. It has been said out loud. We have heard it. So you want to say Miami's buying player? Like, is the school actually doing it? No. It was NIL, and they had a billionaire dude that's got a bajillion dollars and whatever, but, like, that's out there. All right, back to the phone lines. John in Liverpool. Guess what John wants to talk about? All right, John. Jim Beheim time. What do you got? I love Jim Beheim, and I love the 2-3 zone, 
And as far as I'm concerned, this is uh, a little bit uh, of much to do about nothing. Uh, the media is coming off as being a little thin-skinned on this. I mean, are you the most sensitive people in the world? I mean, give me a break. So uh, that's that's the side I'm on, right there. I, I'm a uh, I'm in Beheim side. All right, write me down as a Beheim guy. Okay, John, we are very sensitive people. We're we're very yes, sensitive. you are, yeah, guys. We can be proud. Of, so okay, so uh, John John is pro Beheim. So we're we're at uh, our informal poll of this segment. We're at fifty percent. Uh, retires today, so there, there goes John. Bye-bye, John. Um, so, informal poll of this segment. Uh, we've had two calls. One pro Bayheim stay, one pro Bayheim, but maybe shuffle off exit stage left. And uh, me and the, my fellow media brethren were very sensitive. Very sensitive. The one thing I find funny about the whole media thing is I think most people go to work and I think most people go to work and get through their days without getting yelled at. Hmm? I always find it weird when coaches who yell at their players, and right, wrong, or otherwise, there's kind of an informal contract that uh, coaches yelling at players to some extent is fine. I always find it weird when the coaches think they can carry that over to the media in some extent. We don't play for you. That's not how the social contract is supposed to work here. We're at work. Why would the yelling? This is not a Jim Beheim statement. This is this is a general statement because I'll tell you this. Like anyone that actually works in sports media, anybody that actually works in sports media and has actually been out there and doing it and been there has been like randomly yelled at by coaching types for you talk about thin skin for just the nothing burgerist of reasons. But yeah, we are a whiny group. We got we to fill the airtime, man. What are we going to talk about? We got to whine and bitch about stuff. That is what we do, people. That's what we do. Yeah. Thin skinned. That's part of the gig. If you were tough and thick skinned and just took it, that'd be kind of boring. Who wants to listen to that show? Now nah, we're flimsy. Anyway, anyone else want to talk about Bayheim? You have to wait till tomorrow. We're we're running out of time. We're running out of time on this hour. Brought to you by William Matar. We're just past three forty-four. Hurt in a car. Call William Matar. What's the number? You know it. Four 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 four. A lot of fours. Take a break. Final wrap. What's on tap tonight? You know what they're going to do tonight? They're going to play basketball. College basketball. So I'm told. Teams with numbers next to the name are going to play basketball in ESPN. Maybe we'll watch it. Maybe I'll tell you about it when we come back right after this. QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.